Hello everyone, welcome to Chai With Us podcast. This is episode number 35. Is it 35? I think it's 35. <laughs> it's 35. I am Erica, the personal developer. And I'm Ivana from Oklo Isabel. Yes, and today we are going to talk about our lessons from 2020. What have we learned this year? Mm, that's right. But first, uh, what are you drinking? Oh my God, I'm drinking chocolate tea from Yogi Tea. Oh, that sounds so good. It's so delicious, seriously. Yeah. Oh, and it says, your greatest strength is love. I like that. That's very nice. I'm drinking a green matcha tea with raspberry. Yummy. Oh, with raspberry. Yeah. I know I combined two. There's, it doesn't oh. come with raspberry. <laughs> good girl. Good girl. Nice. So yeah, I just thought it needed something more. So I added the raspberry tea. It's oh very good. It's good. Okay. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. is sweet and you have no idea. Yummy. Everybody, yeah. if you can get a hold of this tea, Okay, it's called Choco, I think, from Yogi Tea. It's amazing. Nice. I like that. And I love the tea messages. It's always a nice touch. Yes, isn't it? Okay, so this episode is not about tea, even though it looks like. <laughs> And we have to talk about what we have learned in 2020, in this very tough year. Really. Yes. Do you even know where to start? I don't, because I feel like I can't, first of all, I can't believe it's December. Yes. Uh, sorry, I had a little message there. <laughs> I can't believe it's December. I have no idea like where the year has gone. I feel like to me, it's just February or March. That's how I feel. Like, I feel like we still have the whole year ahead of us. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> not the same year. That's not how I envision it. Obviously, I envision a whole different year. Uh, but it's, it's strange. Like to me, it doesn't feel like it's December and we're almost finished with this year. And I'm glad that we're finished. Yes. Uh, but this is not how I expect the year to go at all. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. Tell me about it. I feel the exact same thing. I'm so happy we are in December. Mm -hmm. Seriously. I was never, I was never so excited by Christmas and mm -hmm. uh, New Year's Eve. I'm really, I'm really happy for this And I can't, I can't wait for this year to be over. Seriously. I love to be mindful. I love living in the present moment. But right now, put me in 2021. Because I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to start and tell us what one of the lessons is that you learned this year? Okay, so I brought you three lessons. And okay. the first one is... What, it's, it's one thing that I, I've always known. But... It's too obvious uh, right now. It's that the only constant in life is change. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Like there is nothing permanent. There is nothing mm -hmm. that is going to stay the same forever. Things change. Mm -hmm. We change. The people around us change. Climate change. The world change. Um, and it was a lesson that I had to learn again. And more mm -hmm. than learning the lesson, it was more... It was more about how to deal with change. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, almost every week or every couple of days, especially since October, I had new information coming at me that would change either my life or the way I think about life and certain people. Okay. So I got to a point where I was like exhausted. I mean, I was like, when is this going to be over? 
-hmm. when are things going to be you know just regular normal no changes i just wanted mm -hmm. to chill and it was kind of impossible and there was yes. a time it, it came to a time where i had just to you know surrender and say you know what okay just throw things at me i don't care you know i was just like waiting for things to be thrown at me because that was what was happening like change was happening constantly and i think that this is a this is a huge lesson that that humanity is learning right now like because we woke up and there was no coronavirus and then all of a sudden yes there is coronavirus uh -huh. and that changed our lives forever and we didn't know what was going to happen the next day and the next day and the next day we are in uh -huh. confinement we are not in confinement we are working online then we're working in person then some people are like half and half you know uh -huh. I was uh -huh. teaching um, online and all of a sudden I'm in school again. My students have, are wearing masks. Like yeah. uh, a lot of things changed for me this year. Um, and more than learning that things do change, I, I knew that, but I learned how to cope with, with change. Yes. It was very tough, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I think it's a very good one. Mm. For me, I think it has been patience mm -hmm. uh, because we want things to be over so fast. We want to have a cure. We want to like live our life again like we used to. And it just has taught us that we need to have patience because we don't know when it's going to be over. We don't know when the vaccine is going to be available. We don't know uh, how many more people are going to have to die from it. So it's taught me how to really be patient and wait. And not just that, not just with the corona, also with, you know, in the U.S., we've had Trump as a president for the last four years, and it has been horrible. And, like, we had to be patient and wait until his time was over so that we can elect a new leader. And so mm. it's been four years of patience, of extreme patience, and, and having just to watch all the horrible things that he has done to our country and not be able to do anything about it. We tried. We tried to impeach him. We tried to do all these things, and nothing stuck. And so it just really has taught us that we have to be patient until his term is over come January 20th and then he is out of office. So I think not just this year, but the last four years, we've learned immense patience and that it pays off to be patient. I think patience is one of the greatest virtues mm -hmm. uh, that we can have. Wow. I, I totally agree with you. Like learning how to be patient this year because again, things are changing. We cannot, we mm -hmm. cannot do anything as you said we are not working on the vaccine uh personally and we just have to wait for things to get better and you know move on with and our I think lives that's the hardest part because we don't know how long we have to wait like if we knew okay you know like with trump we knew after four years we'd have another chance to elect somebody else yes. with this virus we don't know when it's going to be over we don't know if we're ever going to be able to return to our normal because yes. we don't have like a thing that says, okay, on this date, this virus expires. Like, you know, you think about it, everything in our life comes with expiration dates. Have you thought about that? Like hmm. all the food we eat, the stuff yes. that we buy, it has an expiration date on it. And so we, we kind of like, you know what I mean? It puts things into perspective for us. We're like, okay, oh, okay. I have like a year until this thing goes bad. It's okay. I don't have to finish it now. Yes. 
it's like that. Like it's, I think as, as just people, we are so used to having expiration dates for things that we want to have an expiration date for this virus. We want to have someone say, okay, on this day, this virus expires, we can go on and then we can be patient. I think it's much easier to be patient when you have a date. Don't you think? Of course. Yes. When you know when, when this thing is going to be over, you'll be like, oh, okay. Then you know. Okay. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And this is so freaking interesting. I, I didn't think about, about that. And I think it's Mm -hmm. a very interesting perspective. We are so used to have an expiration date on everything. Yes. Like I'm sick. So I have to wait until the 10th where I have the appointment. Uh, Everything uh, revolves around this. You know, I'm looking forward to talk to Ivana. Okay. I'll wait because on this date, I'm going to talk to her. Yeah. Crazy. Yes, you are. You are right. And it's, it's much easier to be patient when you know um, mm-hmm. when you have like a, this limit date, yes. right? But yeah. when you have no idea, then it's difficult to be patient because. Yeah. But on the you other don't hand, know. yeah, you don't know. But it can be tomorrow or ten That's years right. from now. And, yeah. Well, and I think even mm-hmm. if it was like two years, like let's say, okay, it'll take us two years to finally be done with this virus. We would hate that and we would not like that it's two years, but at least we would know that it's two years and come two years, yeah, it's over. And so yeah. I think very much so we need to have like that. We need to have a date for the, for the light at the end of the tunnel, if that makes any sense. Because yeah. It everything makes we've ever sense. done. You yeah, know why, you, yeah. You know why it makes sense? Because we like to control things. Yes. Yeah. And this year we can't control shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Nothing we can control this year. And it drives us human crazy. Because yes. there is nothing we can control. Yes. It's true. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's hard to give up that control or yeah. to feel like we're not in control because we, we think that we're in control of our lives and everything that we do. And yes. all of a sudden, this virus is teaching us that we're not. Yeah. We have a false notion of control because yes, I we never have control. Mm-hmm. This we is a lie. We, we just think we do. That makes mm-hmm. us you know, sleep better because we think we have control, but we actually don't. And you just said it. This virus just proved us yeah wrong we have no control Mm. over things life happens and you know here we are true (laughs) wow (laughs) i didn't expect to start that dip (laughs) from the beginning but yeah you're right i liked your perspective it was good thank you okay what's your next one whoa my next one is pain is a teacher oh okay yes Yes. Um, Yes. So I've been learning a lot from pain, from grief. Uh, I think I mentioned uh, on the other episode that uh, I recently lost my father for coronavirus. And of course, I mean, I'm in a lot of pain. I now I'm better in a month and a bit and, uh, you know, personal development and therapy and yoga and meditation and everything. And I do feel better right now. But I have learned that um, pain actually teaches you things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned a lot about myself lately. Like seriously, I started to question everything. There's one, mm-hmm. one good thing about death is when you face it, you start questioning what you do. Yes. 
you're like, what the hell am I doing? And you start thinking about the time that you spend on things and you start wondering, what are you doing? Uh, and then there comes a time where you have to actually face the pain that you're feeling and look for the meaning of it and look for the lessons that this pain is trying to teach you. Because if you are feeling pain, well, there's a reason and usually it's way more deep mm -hmm. than what we think. Um, so yeah, 2020 has taught me that pain uh, is a teacher. It's not a, it's not a very cool teacher, you know, it's a very harsh teacher, but yeah. it does teach you, uh, teach you things if you are willing to learn, right? Mm -hmm. We have two options. Yeah. We can crawl and hide and do nothing about it, or we can actually learn what, what it is that we have to learn and then move on. And I have learned so many things lately. And, um, and to be honest, it's, it's painful to let go of a few things, but it's also very freeing. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think in pain, that's when you have the most growth. It's during the hardest times in your life, like after the breakup of a relationship or the yes. death of a family member. Yes. That's when you go through the hardest night of the soul and you really like start to question everything and you learn more about yourself and who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And you grow and so many like creative things come out of that. Like some people start writing songs, other people write books. Uh, that's why like, the, you know, sometimes that's why we relate mostly to those songs that are very emotional, right? The ones that are about pain. Yeah. We love all those Adele breakup songs, don't we? <laughs> we do. We do. Because, we, because they're relatable. Everyone can relate to them because at one point or another, we've broken up with someone. Uh, and so they're very relatable. So it, it's, I think when you share something vulnerable from yourself, it's what brings you closer to other people. It's, it's vulnerability that, that brings us closer together. And that's, and that's what makes us who we are. Yeah, I think so too, because we can find each other in happiness and celebrate, but when yes. you find each other in pain, mm. it's, a, it's very deep, right? Because you feel like you are on the surgeon table. Yes. At, as, at least I felt this way, you know, in my relationship, like I was crying like a freaking baby, you know, like, uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's deep to have someone hold you yes. on those moments. That's deep that you create a, a different connection than being ha ha ha. Yes. Of course, being happy also creates connection and, uh, and sharing things, but but it's easier. It's easier, it's easier. to connect here when you're yes. happy and you're sharing those happiness. Right. It's much harder to be there when you're when you're at your bottom. Yeah, when or when you are a pain, right? You know, I had days where I was a pain in the ass because mm -hmm. I was frustrated. You know, and when yes. people stay with you in this pain and they understand why you're like mm -hmm. that and they still love you, and they don't they don't give it back to you. They give you a hug yes. instead. Well, I mean something. That's true. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard because a lot of times we don't know what's going on with people until they tell us. And some people yeah. don't want to share their most personal story with everyone right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very hard. I think it, it takes a strong person to care for other people that are going through something. Yeah, I think so. And for you to have the empathy to understand. Yes. Or even, or even not understanding, but still have compassion. Yes. Because we, sometimes we jump into conclusions like we see someone being a bit aggressive or stuff like mm -hmm. that and we're like, ah, yeah. but some people are just like, com 
you know, they're compassionate and they, yes. they don't judge, you know. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important to be that way, to not judge people automatically. But it's hard because when you're in that situation, mm -hmm. you automatically want to judge it and then make it about like, why is this people being so, why is this person being so mean? Like, what is going on? Does it have something to do with me? Yeah. And I think you have to remember like that mantra that I talked about many podcasts ago about Anandoham, like I am bliss inside and everything else is just a story. And so it has nothing mm -hmm. to do with me. And a lot of times that's what we have to remember that the reason other person is being upset might not have anything to do with us. It, it, yeah. They're going through their own life and they're going through their own struggles. Yeah. And don't, we should not forget also that the other people, the other people may be a reflection of who we are. And yes. just if you are so annoyed about whatever this person is doing, like, why are you so annoyed? Is it something that you do as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Seriously. It's so true. I a had lot a conversation. We don't see it though. A lot of, no, a lot of times we don't see it. No, we just think that it's the other person. And sometimes it's the other person and there's nothing around, there's nothing wrong about that. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with my boyfriend just a few months ago, I think. And I was like, the things that annoy me, that annoy me the most about you are the things that annoy me the most about myself. It's so true. Yeah. And yeah, and I look at him and like, oh, and then. I, I do the I do the exact same thing. I'm like, why do you have to know everything in detail? Like, can't you understand? And I'm I'm like that as well. I want to know everything. Like, explain to me. You That's know? the Gemini in you. Yeah, the, the I, counselor. Right, exactly. And yeah. I'm the same, but I get annoyed. It's so weird. <laughs> but we do. But we do realize that we're we are the same in so many ways. So we don't get as upset. It takes, it's like five minutes of upset. And I feel the same way because my mom always tells me everything in detail of what she wants done. And I get so annoyed. I'm like, doesn't she know that I already know this? But I do the same thing because I feel like it's important to explain things to people in detail of what they should do. So that's why I get annoyed. But it's something about myself that I like have to like deal with. Right, exactly. And, and But it when happens. it's happening, it's like, oh, like, why oh, is she telling me all this? Yeah, I know this. exactly. You think I'm dumb or something? I'm seriously <laughs> it's so funny but it's true sometimes it is the other person yeah not to say that you yeah I don't like to say that it's always our fault sometimes it's not our fault sometimes exactly. we're not responsible but but yeah but sometimes it's no one's fault it's just a situation that unfortunately happened to a person that led true. to a bad event in their life and now they're trying to cope with it and they don't know how like they don't mm -hmm. know how to separate themselves from it in the current situation they're in and so I think it's happens to a lot of people that are maybe not emotionally aware. Like when something bad happens to them, they just lash out at everybody instead of yes. being able to separate them. So I think it takes a lot of years of personal development work to really not do that. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard. It's hard. It is hard. I, I think that's why I shut down sometimes when I'm not mm -hmm. good. You know, I just shut down. I don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't speak to people as much. Because I don't want to lash out on other people, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But they say that we hurt the people that are closest to us the most. Uh, I try not to do that. Yeah. I don't, know if, I, don't, I don't know if I'm 100% successful, but if this ever happens, I hope they are open enough to tell me. Yeah. Because I, I don't like that. That would be... It's like, it feels like you're taking advantage of the confidence yes. that people give you. 
I'm not perfect, not saying that sometimes I don't do it. Probably, I probably do, but I'm very cautious of it. Seriously, mm-hmm. I don't want to be this person that is but like... It's good that you recognize that, you know what I mean? Some yeah. people don't even have that kind of awareness to know that. Yeah, because it sucks. I mean, the, per- the, pe- the people I love, that's the people I, I want to be okay with, you know? I want them yeah. to be good around me and, and happy and, you know, just mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What's your number two? My number two is resilience. So, oh. so this year, oh. Oh, lady it, resilient. It's, kind of, it's kind of like when you're a child and you're learning how to walk, you fall down and you, there's something in you that pushes you to get back up and then you fall again and you get up and you fall again and you get up. And I feel like that's what this year has been. Like we keep like metaphorically falling on our knees while we're trying to walk. Um, and we have to figure out like something inside of us has to keep pushing us to want to continue living. I think this year is so difficult for so many people because we're so depressed. I think across the board, so many people are depressed about what's going on Mm -hmm. and we have to find this resilience to hope for another day, to not commit suicide, to not end our life over something like this. So I think this year has taught me resilience to, to want to live a better life. Yeah. This year is tough, man. I don't, I don't even know. Like seriously, yes, yes. It's one of the things that we, we were forced to learn this year, and and it's crazy. Um, you just it's, it's, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you go ahead. No, I was going to tell. I was going to say that you just described one of the things I was sharing with my therapist. That it's like, okay. I'm exhausted of mm-hmm. pulling myself back mm-hmm. over and over. You know, I just want for once to have someone to just help me cope with things because I'm exhausted. I feel like, as I told you, like from October, it's just one thing over the other, one thing, one thing over, yeah, yeah, and then the next thing, and then the next thing. And you're mm-hmm. like, you are on the floor, and then you stand up, and there's another thing. Like, it's like life is just slapping us in the face continuously. Yes. Yes. And for me, it's like a hell of a month. October and November, it's just like, mm-hmm. bye-bye. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's crazy because you just described exactly what I have been feeling about mm-hmm. resilience. And, and I, it's, t- it's a little bit exhausting. It is exhausting. It is exhausting. It is exhausting. But a baby never says, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm too exhausted. I'm not going to ever learn how to walk. There's something inside of us that pushes us. So we have that, that human spirit of wanting to live inside yes. of us that pushes us to always get up. Yes. Yeah. And if we are in trouble, we just ask for help. Exactly. Yes. I it. love that you mentioned that because it's so important. We talked, we, I think we did a whole podcast on that about how, important it is to ask for help and if you're if any of the audience members that are listening to us if you feel depressed sad suicidal whatever please reach out to someone there's so many counselors that are here ready to help you yes. uh, deal with your situation and i think therapy is such a good thing we're both in therapy and i think it has helped us immensely with even just coping with this with this year with what's going on yes exactly and people sometimes see therapy as like uh I'm only going to therapy if I'm going crazy or about to mm-hmm. or about to take my life. No, if you have a major change in your life, 
or if you want to deal with something that you think that you should deal in order to live a better life, just go to therapy. There's nothing wrong. Exactly. It will help you immensely. For me, at, at least, I'm quite happy with it. Yes. Yeah, you look fine. And it, feels, <laughs> it feels good just to like be able to talk to someone that's neutral, that doesn't know anything yeah. about your life, and is able to offer you advice that is not yeah. based on something or biased by any means. Yeah, and so it's, it's a different conversation. It's not like speaking mm -hmm. to, it's not like talking to a friend. It's, exactly. It's a different conversation. The narrative is different, and you're going to discover new things and gain new mm -hmm. perspectives. So, if you feel like just just do it, and no shame. Exactly. Yes. So, what's your last one? Okay, my last one is grounding practices are everything. <laughs> yes, they are. Mm-hmm. If you want well, can to you explain survive. what a grounding practice is first for people that don't know. Yes, of course. Uh, a grounding practice is something that you do that will help you keep gro uh, stay grounded, centered, you know, let's say balanced, even though I think that balance is impossible, but at least to be in yourself able to, you know, to deal with the, with life. That's what grounding is. Yeah. Let's mm -hmm. think about, uh, when we feel like we are a tree, you know, we are rooted. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's what grounding means. You don't feel like you don't belong. You feel rooted. Mm -hmm. You feel in your body, in your soul. Yes. And I think um, it's important yeah. for people that are always in their head all the time to do these grounding practices. Because yeah. if you're always like checked out or you're spacey, it's very important to establish these roots. Yeah. And, and right now it's a little bit, it's very easy to be spacey and checked out and everything. A lot of people are uh, drinking instead of facing problems. You know, I see that all the time. And uh, examples of grounding practices. For me, I always go for the same things. That's what works for me. And that's what I always go back to. I was having troubles sleeping again. I was having anxiety and everything. And then what have I done? I went back to my grounding practices that sometimes I think that I don't need my practices, but I do, apparently. So I practice yoga, I meditate every day, no exception. That's the only thing I never stop doing, meditating. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, and I journal, yeah? Now more often, obviously, because uh, the, the more, more difficult your life is, the more probably more things you need to do, you know? So I'm in this phase where I really need to journal everything and practice more yoga. So those are my grounding practices and people can have different grounding practices. Ivana loves dancing in the morning, uh, mantra ch uh, chan chanting. Mantra chanting, chan yes. Chanting. chanting. <laughs> There's something um, about mantras that just make me feel like comfortable and at home and, and at ease. I don't know what it is, but after I'm done, I just feel like a lightness has been lifted off of me. Yeah. Um, and the reason why these practices are so important is not just because you just, you know, go to a different world. It's just that when you are grounded, no matter what happens to you, you are going to deal with things in a total different way. Especially if you, if you are uh, hypervigilant or if you feel anxious. So if you ground yourself in the morning, if you ground yourself before you go to bed, you will have different experiences. You will mm -hmm. not be so affected by everything that happens to you. Mm -hmm. And right now, I really don't know how I would be able to teach without my grounding 
practices. I have no yeah. idea. I really have no idea. I would be taking pills, seriously. Yeah. Well, no problem. Like you can eat pills, take pills, but mm -hmm. if you can avoid them, I, there are natural things you can do and be fine. Yes. So yeah, but seriously, I appreciate my grounding practices and they are everything. <laughs> and I loved what you mentioned, I think a couple of podcasts ago about how important it is to keep your bedroom a resting place and not to do mm. any work there because once you start doing work there, you start to confuse yourself and then you can no longer get restful sleep. So that's why mm. it's important to not have any distractions in your bedroom, but just have your bed there, no computer yeah. and only go to sleep in your bed when you're about to sleep, not to sit there and eat chips and watch TV. <laughs> I'm laughing because that was me like a few months ago. No. And then I so went. I would work, I would eat chips, and then I would watch something completely. How did I know that? How did I know that, that you're doing that? <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. Actually, I'm sitting on my sofa that I'm planning on. Now I have like the best sofa in the world with 10,000 pills. Uh, pills. Pillows. Pillows. <laughs> Guys, I'm not okay. Seriously. I'm very tired. I know that for you it's Tuesday, but for me it's Friday. Like, seriously. And it's Friday afternoon. Day. And for me it's Friday morning. Yes, exactly. We're all over the place. <laughs> we are all over the place. But you got us, right? Can you imagine this podcast if we didn't have our grounding practices? <laughs> exactly. Hi. Oh, my God. Uh, What's your number three? My number three is acceptance. It's, oh. um, <laughs> it's basically just accepting the situation we're finally in instead of constantly fighting it. I mean, there's so much that I, I hate the situation we're in. I wish we weren't in this situation with the virus, but it's just learning how to have acceptance. And then once you accept it, I think it's almost a little bit easier. Just like I had to have acceptance that Trump was going to be president for four years it made it easier instead of always trying to fight it and, and feeling negative inside. So I think once you have acceptance, it's a little bit easier. Yeah, it's true. Oh my God. Acceptance. Acceptance is, a, is such a big thing. And when we think about acceptance, I automatically think about something positive, right? Yes. And we are like acceptance, positive things. Let's accept positive <laughs> things. But sometimes we have to accept negative things. Yes. Right? And also the hardest. That's when acceptance is the hardest. Yes. And it's freaking hard to accept, you know? Mm. And there are some things that are um, hard. Like when someone dies, like it's very hard to accept it. But mm -hmm. you have no choice because otherwise you will not heal. Um, and this year, some people lost their jobs. Uh, and they had to accept that, you know, that's it. Yeah. Lost my job. That's it. Mm -hmm. Accept it and move on because otherwise, how can you move on? And we spoke on the other episode on the, um, on finishing 2020 uh, strong. strong. Mm -hmm. Like we had so many goals. Yes. A retreat, uh, whatever coaching, free classes, yoga and stuff like that. We yes. had so many plans, trips. You know how many trips I have I had planned last year? Yes. Tons yes. of trips. Mm -hmm. I had to accept that none of it was going to happen and actually be okay with it. And it yes. was tough. It is hard. 
because you had envisioned this life for yourself and how it was going to unfold. And unfortunately, here comes this virus and completely changed everything. And it was out of your control. And so, you know, you had to accept that change. Like you talked about your first one, the only constant is change. Yeah. We like to think that we like change, but I think as humans, we we don't really like change. We don't like it. (laughs) We don't like it, no. We don't like it at all. We're exhausted. I, I'm tired of change, universe. Please leave me alone for a bit. Go find yeah. another person. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Jesus. Oh my God. Tough lessons. Yeah, tough wow. lessons. All really good, I think. Yeah, all really good. And I'm glad that this time we had different things going on. Yes, we did. A little bit similar, but they were different. So we could give like six lessons to everybody um and i'm ready to wrap it up should we wrap it up yes let's ask our audience what are some lessons that you learned this year and how has that changed your life yeah please do and thank you very much for being here for watching and for listening in uh other platforms and we're very grateful for you and that's it thank you bye-bye thank you so much bye